Howl at the Moon Wolf Pack. It's the Digital Wolf Podcast with Jessica, Shelby, and Moose. Now kicking off this episode, here's Moose. This episode of Digital Wolf Podcast is brought to you by Sutton's Borough of Rochester and as always by WROI Giant FM. Today, um, obviously you're here. We have Craig Furnival and Chiley. Chiley, Chiley, he's on. He's just he might he might pipe in. Um, <laughs> Maybe. and Moose. Uh-huh. So um, Moose. Craig was in our first edition of Digital Wolf magazine, and it's when we showcase different portfolios of artists. And Craig is a musician that travels the world. Is from Rochester, and he was visiting, yeah, so and he's yeah. about to leave today. And every time I talk to him, it's just like last time actually during the interview for this magazine, he was in line at security like at the airport oh. and I, we're doing a FaceTime and doing an interview and it was like it was magical uh. <laughs> <laughs> it just you're just always on the go and it's and you're here right now so what I'm like, here what right up, now yeah what are you up to now like what's going on uh my brother his first son uh his so my nephew has one-year-old birthday party this last weekend wow. and so I'm in town for that and uh so we drove Charlie and I drove from Seattle and then we're heading out to North Carolina, where he lives now. And it's like, okay. let's pit stop in Indiana and go see yeah, yeah. The, the star of Fulton County. Heck yeah. The, the gym of the Midwest. And you guys are in Happy Heartbreak together? So, uh, Chai, I play in Chiley's band. So, uh, if you want to hear, like, you no. can move it. No. like heartwarming, soul-melting uh, pop soul music, you look up Young Chiley. And so I play lead guitar with his band and uh, sing harmonies with him. And then okay. him and I, uh, in, up in Seattle, like played music for a living together for, for years until he moved out. Well, that was all BC before COVID. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So how has that affected your, you know, you haven't been able to play anywhere really? Or, you know, um, what you been going, what's been going on with that? Yeah. So when, when everything kind of went down, we were just finishing up a tour in Texas and Oklahoma. And uh, it was March 14th that we were supposed to fly back, that we were flying back to Seattle. And we were sitting there. Oh, March 16th. And then on, on March 14th, we were sitting there, and I was trying to decide if we should go back, because on March 15th is when they closed everything down. Oh, okay. So we went from being on tour and having gigs and all these things coming up to, like, all of a sudden everything's closed mm-hmm. and just done. Uh, so it's been, a, it's been a journey trying to navigate and understand what that's going to be and how that affects us uh, we've been fortunate enough that we did a little bit of live streaming at the beginning which was fun mm-hmm. um i played a couple like live stream shows at some venues in seattle like with the various bands that i'm in and then mm-hmm. uh we played uh this like private gig up out on the san juan islands about a month ago which was beautiful but it's that same gig that we played out at this like awesome beautiful it's called Doe Bay um, on Orcas Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played the same music festival last summer, and it was like 1,500 people. And then for this gig, it was like 15 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, which is fine, yeah. but that's just also part of the, the reality of what things might be and how that's going to look mm-hmm. moving forward. Do you guys have any gigs set out? In the, uh, you said North Carolina? Do you guys have anything set up for where you go out there? Uh, no. No? No, there's, I mean, there's things open, but I haven't. I've reached out to some spots, but not, I don't necessarily, like, I want to, but I also don't want to do it, like, all mm-hmm. at the same time, because it's, like, weird, and mm-hmm. North Carolina's a little hotbed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hotbed right now. That's funny. 
<laughs> it's weird. I mean, so uh, a couple months ago, like in the middle of all of this, because I'd been quarantining hard and like not really seeing anybody, and then uh, decided I needed to get out of Seattle for like my own mental, emotional break. So I flew down to San Diego and stayed. I had some friends that were out of town, so they're like, yeah, just come stay at our apartment. Oh, nice. So it was awesome. So I went down there, and then while I was down there, there was like a two-week window where San Diego was open. They made it to like phase three or whatever it was. Yeah where they had live music again. Mm. And so it was really nice because I like stopped out to see some friends playing. They're like, oh my gosh, you're in town. Like, will you jump up here and like do some stuff with us? I was like, cool. And then two text messages later, I had like 10 gigs booked over the next two weeks. Uh, most, most of them got canceled, mm. but like for this small window of time, uh, I had a handful of gigs, it was really nice. Uh, but I was conflicted because on one hand, I very much think that people should be safe and, and I was, uh, hesitant about potentially contributing to uh, people being out and about doing things. But at the same time, this is also like my my passion and my livelihood and part of my identity and, and all these things. So it's like it's always this weird struggle that I think all of us are having right now with how do we navigate in a safe way while also still keeping our sanity. Right. Yeah, I've been I feel like performers have had a really rough because I mean, that's that is your way of life. And if you can't go to a play, a venue, it's like, what do you yeah. do? Like the live streaming, I think that was really smart of people to do that. Were you mm. able to get donations online or? Initially. Any, yeah. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, just like anything, it was like when it was popular, like when mm -hmm. it first happened, people were like really generous and supportive. But like right. anything, it Everybody gets- did what they could. It quickly gets saturated and it's yep. just like not as important. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've had this conversation a lot with people um, they're like, oh, like, it must be tough, like, not having any money because you can't work, really. And I'm like, that part I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. I've been a musician. I've been a full-time musician for a long enough time to know how to be broke. <laughs> so <laughs> so when people are like, oh, my gosh, like, I have no money, I'm like, oh, I they're, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, y'all are new poor. Like, I'm old <laughs> yeah. poor, and I know how to how to be that. Uh, so that part's been fine. But the, mm -hmm. the part that has strangely affect, affected me much more significantly than I thought was, was all the rest of it. Because my, my social life is tied up in going out to shows and being in music-centered events. And so like there's none of those. So my social life is like done. Then my, my personal and mental well-being is wrapped up a lot in my ability to create and connect and share with other people. And mm -hmm. what I found was it was kind of a, this domino effect of, oh my gosh, like, I can handle not having money, but I don't know if I can handle not having everything that I live for mm -hmm. as far as like what keeps me refreshed and filled up and whole. Um, so that's been really interesting trying to figure out what that means and how I'm going to continue and what capacity I'm able to continue doing this thing that I've been doing for such a long time now. Yeah, so it's going to be it's definitely going to be different than what it ever, ever, gonna, yeah. whatever was, you know, it might mm -hmm. take a long time to get back to, you know, what it, you know, what it was before COVID, but you're talking about your mental health and I see him wearing a rainbow shirt over there. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. So rainbow. Rainbow. So, oh, <laughs> we were actually peeping at the car. I was like, hey, that might be them. It looks like his hair. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got out I saw the rainbow shirt. I'm like, it's them. But that's something like Lindsay's been in here a couple of times and mm -hmm. been, you know, we've been trying, she's now a creative native and, um, that's what we call people like that we interview with a magazine, the podcast, cause it's digital wolf magazine. So mm -hmm. we call them creative natives. So 
Lindsay's come on for COVID-19 and, you know, it was about our mental health and, you know, that's the COVID has affected everybody's mental health and some people are okay with being home alone. Some people can't handle it. Some people are, mm-hmm. you know, on the fence, but, um, you have joined up with her and you know, what's going going on. I know mm-hmm. there's some, there may be some setbacks, but that happens like anything. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting because I think it was universally accepted or at least like Everyone that I know is like really excited for 2020 and everyone had these big plans. It was like yeah. a nice, like <laughs> yeah. symmetrical number mm-hmm. and everyone's like 2019 was rough. Like 2020 is my year. Yeah. So um, as much as I personally feel affected by the list of various factors that affect all of us drastically, I also recognize that we're all in the same storm. So as much as like, I'm concerned about my boat in the storm and my boat looks very different from other people's boats. Uh, we're still on the same storm. So I try to be understanding to the fact that everyone had plans this year, mm-hmm. all of us. And so everyone has lost something or everyone has felt stunted in some capacity, though it's very different for different people depending on your background, where you're from. And, sure. But it's, it's one of those things. So in, in one way, it's, it's kind of unifying that we're all going through the same pandemic and that we're all kind of forced to see like how we handle ourselves and maybe start to reflect on are is the way that i'm living and the the choices that i'm making the communities that i am supporting or not supporting like is that serving myself and the greater good of what we're trying to do here and this is a a great time for us to be like ooh, we were not prepared (laughs) yeah i mean especially yeah with like mental health people like you said like you get that self-reflection of being quarantined like people usually who don't like to sit and think about themselves go out and do something they're active you know but sometimes there comes to a point where you have to sit and think you have mm-hmm. to reflect and yeah that i think that's forced a lot of people to do that and, and many like you that said, didn't want, make that didn't want people. to yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're right. like man i've been avoiding my problems for a long time <laughs> yeah, like, everybody's there yeah. right now like, and now i'm sitting in my house just thinking to myself about yeah. myself it's Ooh. <laughs> right yeah but but now you know i think mental health has being become more you know uh i can't think of how to say it like becoming more to the surface of like how what is mental health and what the signs are like we can mm-hmm. see the signs now now it's just where's the education in mm-hmm. teaching people how, what the signs are yeah, and I, how to work with it and cope right. with it and all you know all the different things that come along with i would say the anything in mental the health, important but, word that you're that you just mentioned is the education around it mm-hmm. uh we've always had this idea of what mental health might be or like how it shows up in movies but the portrayal in movies is always this <laughs> like you're either like you're normal or you're not right. and if you're not you're so not normal mm. and i think that it's interesting now that we're all forced to sit with our feelings and forced to sit with our thoughts that we can start to identify and have awareness around the spectrum that makes mental health mm. and the spectrum of where we sit on that and yeah. again like is is my idea of how people should or shouldn't be is that serving myself and others. Mm-hmm. You were previously an educator, right? For you taught music with um, transition children or mm, okay, yeah, the uh, youth that were in tra- like in transition. Yeah. Well, no, so I, I still do that. So okay, I worked so for, for ten years. I worked for a company called Quantum Learning Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really fortunate because I was able to travel the world, training teachers, working with students of all backgrounds and we had a curriculum that was 
built around study skills and ways to equip students with being more successful in, in academics. Uh, but that was all kind of a front for the life skills and the goal setting and the communication that was all underneath the surface of what that is. Mm -hmm. So it's like to be successful in academics, like of course there are all these things that you can do with like being able to read more efficiently and effectively and being able to take in information and have good note taking systems. But also there's so much around how to navigate social situations and be able to do that. So anyway, so after I finished doing that and I moved and like settled into Seattle, um, when I wasn't playing gigs, or like recording or whatever, I also teach music lessons, which I still do. Okay. Um, I do all of that online. Um, but a, a small portion of my private students are vocal students, and I've had a number of um, transitioning female to male students, so trans males uh, that are working on their voices. Mm -hmm. And it's been a really, really great experience that I knew very little about, um, and I'm just flattered and honored that there's a community of people that are very marginalized and often afraid for how they're treated in general society and that they are willing to trust me with their vulnerability in that transitional time with something mm -hmm. that's so personal, like your voice. Okay. And do you still take um, clients on? Are yes. You still take, how do you get a hold of you that in that way? To be fair, I like don't really promote or advertise in any way oh, okay. at this point i've been really sure. fortunate that um all my new students have been referrals okay so that's great someone what often happens especially with that community is that there are like online forums and and places that trans folks are able to chat with one another and and ask for recommendations and from that i've had a number of students that have been sent my way okay great um, yeah, is there anything else that's been going on with you? Like, um, you guys have any plans for, I mean, I was asking about gigs, but you guys have any plans for when you get to the Carolinas? Just gonna take a break? I mean, you don't have to have any plans. Well, but. I mean, that's what we're trying to, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So we, yeah. we, for a long time, have worked with an event company called Voyager's Table. They're good friends of ours up in Seattle. Yeah, they're dope. And so we've played a number of, because we've done, like, corporate events and, like, various holiday parties. Or, a lot or, of stuff. Benefit shows, like a lot of charity events. And anyway, so one of the event companies we worked with, the Voyager's Table, reached out to us earlier this week, a few days ago. It was probably yesterday. It was, it was recent. <laughs> and we were like, hey, like, what do you have going on early September? We have this event that's going to be all online. It's for charity. We'd love to have, we'd love to get the band back together. We like the mm. old crew. And uh, so right now we're trying to figure out like what, because it's, it's, remote so technically all i have to do is be in the same room with chiley um but i also like had planned on flying back to seattle to do more recording so okay. we're trying to figure that out and then from there we'll again okay. see what what it looks like to be right. a musician yeah. so where can people listen to you here on this <laughs> yeah. uh, like on spotify you know what, yeah. what's your station on spotify <laughs> Uh, so my, the music that I, that I write and have like full creative control of mm -hmm. is called Happy Heartbreak, Happy Sounding Sad Songs. So if you look up Happy Heartbreak, it'll mm -hmm. show up and you'll hear a bunch of bouncy rock songs about me, uh, reflecting on and potentially being hyper specific around challenges I've had in my life, notably around <laughs> relationships. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> if you look up Young Chiley. Y-O-U-N-G-C-H-H-A-Y-L-E-E. -E. You'll hear this gentleman's sultry, beautiful voice 
Um, he's been argued as like one of the best singers in Seattle That's and has a very he has a very he just has one of those voices that just like makes you feel good and the yeah. music that he writes uh, sits in that realm whenever we play music festivals they almost always Come put us at like they're like what about this like sunrise set while people are doing yoga or they're like we really feel like we'll start the festival off really nicely with the, the feel good music of young Chiley. <laughs> And we laugh because it's true. Like his yeah. music is great for that. But we're also like, but what about like headlining the main stage? <laughs> that <laughs> would right. be that'd be cool too. <laughs> uh, but yes, you should look up his music, Young Chiley. And then there's one other project that I play in um, called Dear Heart, and it's very reminiscent. It's like emo revival, early 2000s, slow burn, sometimes post hardcore ish. Um, and that band's dope. In that band, I just play lead guitar and I just like headbang a bunch and do some screams and high harmonies, <laughs> which awesome. is so fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's a bummer because we actually, that band had a four week tour in Japan uh, late April into May. Mm -hmm. So Ooh. one of the biggest first hits, like where like the pandemic was real to me, was when I was like, like so the Japan tour is canceled. Mm. No. Like, that was, I was <laughs> yeah. so excited. But Man. so that band does cool stuff too. They're all. Cool. different and special to me okay great well we appreciate you being here today. yeah no yeah, this I'm is rad extra <laughs> but yeah we just want to catch up with everybody and we you know there's some people we haven't had from the first edition like back on since then it's been a couple years mm, so it's mm -hmm. cool to catch up to see what people are doing since then and well this is crazy this is the first time i've actually like held the digital wolf magazine and it's if you're listening you haven't got a hold of one it's like so high quality and interesting and there's so many interesting fascinating talented individuals as i'm like flipping through some that i recognize mm -hmm. which is really great and mostly i'm just staring at pictures of myself and i really <laughs> yeah. i really there's some like, good pictures in there i like them this is this is really cool what have y'all been up to i haven't been in rochester in a while Man, same thing we're working on our fourth edition mm -hmm. that was a, that's the first one that one comes out halloween we were kind of just talking about that um it's based on the six senses. So you have your five senses, senses like touch, taste, smell, everything, mm -hmm. and then the paranormal. Mm. So each, um, we have like five, five people within each sense. Cool. So like if someone's in sound, there's a musician. We have this um, healing sounds from Indianapolis where they use bowls. Oh, yeah. 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 So we, we're going to interview yeah, someone like that. Yeah. The and then taste, you know, there's bakers, stuff like that. So these each, then we write a story about each of those persons. Wait, who does people. the paranormal ones? We're, we, so we're going to do um, a girl designs tarot cards. Cool. So I'm going to put that in there. Um, Shelby's going to write a story. We're going to do a ghost story. Fun. And then I think a horoscope. And yeah. we'll, we're going to do use the girl's tarot cards and then write a, write what the I tarot means for that one. So I think it's great. I, w I hope that anyone who's like thinking about it right now, they're like, wow, that sounds interesting. Then like the day it comes out, the magazine just appears like on their bed nightstand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would love yeah. <laughs> Oh, this, is, this is right paranormal. on the full. We always release on a full moon, and it's Halloween yeah. this year. Like the senses, like it just it kind of just came together perfectly. So yeah, it's yeah, really, uh, really focusing on that right now. I would love because I haven't had a chance to chat with either of you in a while. Uh, what's one thing from the from the quarantine and from this whole process and everything that's going on? Like one thing that you've learned or gained more knowledge or awareness around? I guess in the last mm. six months. Boom, put on no. the spot. <laughs> I know, yeah. You can go first, Paul, if you want. Oh, okay. Well, uh, one thing I definitely realized is how important music actually is. Mm. Not only the fact that when everybody was quarantined at home, 
we were still here on a daily basis, right. providing news, providing that little bit of an escape from what was going on. Cause you know, yeah, you might hear at the top of the hour in our news that said, Oh, you know, we're up another 1000 cases in the entire United States, but then followed up by a song that you might sit there and go, Oh yeah, I forgot about this. And it might take you back to a time before COVID when right. you were <laughs> a lot more relaxed. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I always knew for me, music was important. And then now with COVID, we've realized how important it is to other people. So that's always been, yeah. it's been something nice to be able to say, yeah, well, you know, the nurses, yes, they're on the front line. The doctors are on the front line. They're the most important during this. But then, you know, we provide that little bit of escape even for those frontline workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Now it's your turn. Yeah, I got one finally. I needed you for a second. <laughs> um, so I think even like as a small business owner, having a source like of a, com- a community that worked together, mm-hmm. like the minute everybody shut down, everybody started buying from each other. Mm. Everybody started going to each other's, like doing carry out at each other's restaurants. Like nobody stopped. And I mean, through the entire shutdown, like like one restaurant would buy from the other restaurant while their other employees, mm-hmm. like everybody else was eating theirs. And then everybody just helped each other out. Like I, so I, I feel like I stayed busy during quarantine with projects because pe- some, t- some people just, they had to go home. So that's like they had time to sit and think about what, you know, they were doing so they could relook over their businesses. So it was like just having a community that just like worked together, wanted to still do things together. It's like it was just the source or the the need that we have for people and community and being social mm-hmm. is I think just really like important. No, no it's <laughs> you know, rad. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was listening to you and yeah, I, I love it because I think community is everything. Mm-hmm. And I have something I want to say about that. Um, it, but yeah. I was also looking at Chiley because I wanted, I was trying to warn him. I was like, "You're next." Like, I, Yo, like I'm, not, I'm not going to ask the question to the room because I yeah. know because I saw that dumb look on his face where he's just like, "Oh, okay." I was going to look at him, then he's going to be like, "Oh no, me, oh, man." So I was trying to buy you time. Cool. I wasn't ready. I know. <laughs> I'm still not. He wasn't well, so, ready. So what? Uh, Je- so what? Jess was saying was something that I um, also noticed, and that it's something that I started to do as well is like okay now everybody is like now all these small because i worked at a, a a bar that was like super old and no one knows about it and it's it doesn't get super busy and i i love that place and so i'm like okay wait this is like a small business and every everywhere that i went was a small business and so when i moved to charlotte i was trying to figure out how to uh just like support those places and i think it's dope that a lot of people are 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 like going to support those places like i don't buy anything from amazon anymore Mm -mm. or like like any big uh corporation at this point now because i'm like no like (laughs) no you you're not gonna get my money i'm gonna send my money to whatever tiny little place that makes my chapstick (laughs) <laughs> and right, soap right. you know what I mean I'm trying to make sure that they stay alive because I like what they um, what they do and what they stand for and so mm-hmm. I would rather support that even if it takes an extra week to get to me or costs like a little bit more like I'm willing to do that because they look at I mean I, I would assume that those small businesses look at 
their patrons as people instead of like money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes they even look at them as family if they're there yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. It's one of the nice things about going to a small business if you frequent there a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like we go down the road here to Dreddy's a lot for lunch. Mm-hmm. They know what we want to drink when we walk yeah. in there. Yeah, you know they're always happy to see us and. <laughs> Mainly because I think Scott spends like fifty bucks a trip. But <laughs> he's the new owner WRI. Yeah, he's sitting in there. Like oh, the WRI people are here. Get ready. Yeah. We, have a, we have a big order. Yeah, right. uh, quick shout out to Connor Byrne in Ballard. Yeah, of Connor Byrne, CB boy. If you visit mm-hmm. Seattle, go to Connor Byrne. It's yeah. a little small to mid-sized venue slash mm-hmm. Irish pub, and it's. Uh, just they're a really great. Spot. Yeah, they're family for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I was bummed out when I left. And they were like, why do you always do this to us? <laughs> why do you always leave? Why do you always leave? And then come back and then like want a job again. <laughs> like, because I love you. That's why. That's uh, All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. This so, uh, has been sorry, great. I, I no, keep say, going. I have to say yeah. one last thing. Go for it. Um, I'm always cutting people off. You're done now. If I'm, if I'm going to have like ever have any platform where I'm speaking, there's potentially more people hearing. And especially based on the conversation we just had, uh, if you take nothing else from hearing this, I hope that everyone can continue to focus more on community and what community looks like, starting from a like a, a local level and how you can support the ones around you. I know that it is a, a challenging time trying to navigate what it what it means to like be yourself and and how you want to what space you want to take up with your voice and space you want to take up with your passions, um, but focus on the things and the people that are around you, but also be open-minded to the your community on a city and state level and a national level and potentially a global level and recognize that even if you're not seeing it firsthand, there are a lot of things happening out there that are difficult to understand if you've never been around it or difficult to understand if you've never seen it. And there's lots of misinformation out there that it's trying to curb the way that you think and the way that you support or the way that you don't support a lot of uh, events that are happening in our nation and in the world. And I think that it's important for you to really reflect on who you are as a person and have empathy for the things you may not understand or may not have access to because there is a lot happening outside of my hometown of Rochester and there's a lot happening outside of Indiana and there's a lot happening inside of Indiana. Mm -hmm. And so our opinion and our voice matters, not necessarily to make sweeping change overnight, but the more that we are able to reflect and have awareness of and recognize like, in what ways am I upholding and supporting these things that I believe in as far as connecting with other people and and having just basic human respect. And I think as long as we are set and we know how we are in it then we'll live a life that allows us to set an example and for generations to come hopefully we'll continue to make changes that is more inclusive and more uplifting of the people around us that may not be getting those things absolutely well said all right i know what we're gonna end on yeah oh yeah ready yeah let's rock let's rock let's rock rock today today. (laughs) all right thank you guys (laughs) yeah Keep howling at the moon, Wolfpack. This has been the Digital Wolf Podcast. Stay tuned for another episode and be sure to pick up the latest edition of Digital Wolf Magazine online at digitalwolfnetwork.com. <laughs>